Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trading relatively flat this morning as investors ponder the impact of new sanctions by the Trump administration on China's telecom company Huawei. Sydney is up one-third of a percent, but Seoul and Tokyo are little changed. In the U.S. overnight, stocks were mixed. The Nasdaq jumped one percent. The S&P 500 finished up about one-third of a percent, but the Dow closed down by the same margin. Joining us now to break down all the market action is Sunny Hamid. He's Director for Wealth Management at Financial Alliance. Good morning, Sunny. Good morning. We're going to start today with big news on the local front, and that is the government has announced an additional $8 billion in stimulus measures. This includes extended wage subsidies, grants for unemployed Singaporeans, and new jobs growth initiative. None of the funding will come from reserves. Instead, the government is reallocating funds from other parts of the budget. Just last week, Sunny, we learned the economy suffered a double-digit contraction during the second quarter of the year. To what extent do you think this new stimulus package will stem the bleeding? Well, it's it's very much welcome. Um, the fact that Singapore can still continue with stimulus packages is a, is a positive. Um, many countries in the world are now debating on whether they can continue because of fiscal constraints. So I think this is a big advantage for Singapore. Um, but the fact of the matter is, um, given that we are a small open economy, we depend very much on the global economy. And as long as the global economy doesn't pick up, um, then it's really just just trying to stem the bleeding um, rather than than to try and move forward. So we may see some pickup in growth, um, but again, very much is all dependent on on the global economy. And I think the outlook for the global economy is still a little bit more uh, pessimistic going forward. Picking up on that theme of growth, uh, even DPM Heng Sui Kiet, when announcing the measures, noted further retrenchments are inevitable. The sectors that will be receiving the most assistance are aerospace, aviation and tourism, uh, there to receive support of 50% of qualifying wages. Arts, entertainment, food services, land transport, marine and offshore and retail are going to receive 30%. Sunny, in your view, do you think the stimulus package opens up new opportunities for investors? It probably would in a sense that um, for some of these sectors, and even if you talk about some of these uh, shares and stuff, um, they may have hit, hit rock bottom. The only question is whether, you know, uh, going in into some of these areas at this particular point, whether some of these companies will survive. And it's still a long road to say. Um, mm. the stimulus measures will allow them to survive for a certain period of time, but if they don't reinvent themselves if they don't for some you know uh, do something to restructure uh, and, and try and get revenue from elsewhere uh, we are in a two-year period whereby you know tourism could be continue to be hit uh, aviation hospitality so if there's no remaking of of of, of the way they they earn their money um, again uh, at the end of the day after 12 months after 18 months this thing could just come back and haunt them yeah, and speaking of strategies for survival and, uh, you know, the retail dollar, Singaporeans are going to receive more than $300 million in domestic tourism vouchers. They're tourism credits which are meant to drive local spending and help to replace that loss of foreign tourism dollars you mentioned. I'm wondering, though, with social distancing restrictions still in place, attractions like Universal Studios still not operating at full strength, do you think Singaporeans are going to spend this money? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> Maybe you should ask yourself whether you would. <laughs> Sonny, what are you going to do? <laughs> you think? Yeah, I think given 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 it's a it's a bad situation, it's a tight situation. It's probably making the best out of what what 
what we have in terms of uh, budgetary uh, ability. Um, yeah. I think it's brilliant spending it locally, getting people to come out and, and spend within the within the economy itself. Um, um, it, it's, it's a good try. Mm. Again, the big question now is, I think, a bit more psychological. And as you correctly mentioned, whether people would um, um, come out, uh, um, go into big groups. And, and But again, it's all about whether people accept the fact that, um, okay, if there's social distancing, if we mm-hmm. can keep our distance, then, then we're okay. So it's a bit of both. But I think the measure itself is excellent. I think it it, it really is a, it's, it's an effort which I've not seen elsewhere. Yeah, it's uh, really targeted, isn't it? Yes, so targeted. It's really targeted. Yeah. So I realize the market has only been open a few minutes now, Sunny. But from what you're seeing, how does it look like investors are reacting to the stimulus plan? Um, I think um, it's both. The stimulus plan has some positive impact, um, but it's also overseas in Wall Street where it's, it, Wall Street is keeping keeping up. And S and P is really right near uh, the record high, so mm. everybody's quite excited on whether the um, the S and P can actually move into record territory and and and, and take out that magic number. Um, so again, um, things seem to be quite buoyed or optimistic. So basically, I think that's keeping the local markets uh, uh, well bid. So let's talk about the S&P 500. As you say, they've been testing record levels for the third time in four sessions overnight. The index has risen into record territory, but didn't close there. Are you, Sunny, bullish or bearish on U.S. stocks at this point? And do you think this resistance level will hold? That's a good question. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious mm-hmm. in the sense that, um, you know, on one hand, when I look at the fundamentals and the disconnect between fundamentals and the economy, as an economist, it tells me that stocks shouldn't be at these current levels. But on the other hand, when you look at market and you look at price, um, and that's the best indicator or signal, um, people are still willing to, to, to pour money into the stock market given what the Federal Reserve has done and so on. So weighing these two, I would say, uh, you know, uh, there could be still upside to stocks, but I would be extremely cautious and I won't treat it as a place to put what we call long-term money here, Mm. but more of a little bit more trading speculative elements. Great insight there. In corporate news, the online Chinese retailer JD.com is reporting a 34% increase in second quarter revenue, higher than expected. We've also learned that Hill House is investing 830 million US dollars in JD.com to help it strengthen its pharmacy supply chain. And some analysts say JD.com's strong showing is a further sign that China's economy has turned the corner. So do you agree? And broadly, where are the investment opportunities? Opportunities when it comes to China, the investment opportunities. Well, I think JD, JD.com is a prime example of two positives coming together. One is basically being in the e-commerce part of the world uh, or business, um, and we've seen across across the world um, anybody that's connected to either e-commerce, work from home, and stuff like that, or even pharmaceuticals, healthcare. These are the sectors which have been COVID positive or gained from COVID. So they have the advantage of being that uh, in that space. And number two is China. And China has proven that they've uh, managed to kind of um, recover in a V-shaped recovery. Mm. Um, so add those two together, and that's what you see from, from, from JD.com's uh, uh, results. So again, um, actually, these are the two things which I think we can apply to any c- company throughout the world. Mm. Meaning to say that if you are in a sector which is COVID positive, will benefit from COVID. And number two is if the country itself has handled the COVID situation well, then I think uh, those companies will benefit. 
Finally, a headline from Australia that's caught my eye that I'd love to to speak with you about. Uh, A lot of other market watchers as well have commented, Australia planning to force Google and other digital giants to pay for news content. Google says this could lead to Australians losing the free search services. How do you think this is going to play out? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strange, it's a strange. The world is getting stranger. Yeah, strange. I mean, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, in 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 a world where people can actually um, um, change proxies or, or things like that. I mean, I don't know. I guess there would be a way of 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 getting to Google, but via a different proxy else from a different country. I mean, I think there are ways around it. That's number one. And number two is there are uh, there will be probably competitors. It could spur competitors to further develop uh, free content, free news content. So again, it could be good. Uh, but meanwhile, I mean, Google users would find it a bit um, inconvenient, I guess. Thank you so much for your insight. Great for speaking with you. Yeah. Sunny Hamid is Director for Wealth Management at Financial Alliance. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.